today on Behind the Splint, uh, we have Aaron Sullivan, physiotherapist, and Renee Hay, exercise physiologist. Today, uh, we're going to be throwing out the question to these guys in regards to what the benefit, what we should do, how we should do it as we age gracefully and keep being active. So I'm just going to hand it over to Aaron. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of, a lot of people generally tend to have quite a good excuses as to why they don't stay active, um, you know, time and, and all that sort of thing. But for my mind, particularly as we age with retirement and all that sort of thing, I, I find a lot of people, you know, in, in full-time work have the time to do it and then through retirement have sort of these um, more active social lives, which is great, but you, you can sort of combine the two, yeah. um, which is what we do here. and, and with our, our Stronger for Longer program. Um, and then, yeah, staying, staying active can still really remain a pretty important thing that needs to keep going throughout life. And you know, think back to when you're a kid in school and stuff, you, it's just nonstop activity. Um, and you look at how well kids move. And then as we get older, I think the time doesn't necessarily change or like the availability of time I think we just get better at it, the excuses of not training yeah, and, and, and why we shouldn't move. And, um, you know, I think a, a big thing for me and what I see, particularly as, as a physio, is fear of moving. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether it's the idea of if I fall over, am I going to hurt myself? Am I going to get stuck on the ground? And, and that's, I think it's something like 40 47% of people that fall over, over a certain age, I think it's over 80, 80 or 75, something, somewhere around there. Um, yeah, 47% of those people that don't get injured stay down, like mm-hmm. they can't get up, which is incredible because there's, there's sort of no real reason as to why they can't get up, probably other than the fact that they haven't done it in however long and yeah, just absolutely. can't. That's the thing. There's quite often it gets to a point where you don't get up and down off the floor quite as much as you used to, yeah. and so you just don't train that ability, and then Absolutely. suddenly you yeah. can't do it anymore. Yeah, which I mean we hear all the time, right? Like you don't use it, you lose it. Exactly. Um, but to me, it's 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 not necessarily like you lose it. It's you kind of forget how to do it for a little while until you start doing it again, and then yeah, and lose that confidence in your ability yeah, to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we see that a lot here too. Um, with like the oh, like I love getting people to jump and you see it in their mind like in their mind they're like yeah I know how to jump like yes, that's super easy exactly. and then you put a box in front of them they go to jump and the box is like you know a couple of inches which for some people like that's a challenge mm-hmm. and you see it in their mind and there's just like this disconnect of I can't do that yeah I can't remember the last time I did this y- yeah What's- What's the process now? How do I go about doing this? Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, my background of, of the sports that I've been in and that sort of thing sort of lived in that kind of mindset of scared to do it, probably shouldn't do it, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Mm-hmm. And I love bringing that into the training and that fear of movement and that sort of thing. Obviously, like you've gotta be safe with it. Absolutely. But I think training those, those sort of gray areas of, yeah, this might be a little bit risky, but you know, risk to reward, like high risk, high reward, 
as long as that high risk is managed and still safe and, and all the rest of it, then, you know, the benefit from that is huge. Absolutely, like, yeah. You know, we, we have so many guys jumping now and like, you know, a year ago, two years ago, just would have never. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're older, like um, one, of the, one of the guys, you know, in, in my class, uh, it's like mid 80s mm-hmm. and still jumping like six to eight inches yeah. comfortably. Like, that's crazy exactly. to me. It's insane. And it's a great way to train for bone health as well, all that loading yeah. and things. Yeah. There's only so much we can do with load in a normal movement. Yeah. And adding jumps into that. Absolutely. That more forced production is excellent. Yeah. I think, I think that's another big thing as well. Like your classic sort of senior type classes, you know, it's, it's hit a balloon mm. and, you know, stand up out of a chair and, and that sort of thing. And like, you know, we're creatures of doing things. And, you know, we come from a background of evolution of rolling around on the ground and twisting and and reaching through bushes and walking forever Mm -hmm. and all that sort of thing. And, you know, like, where does hitting a balloon come into that? Yeah. Um, So for me, and and particularly my style of training, I like to get like real, real functional training like mm-hmm. proper functional training. You need to push something, you need to pull something, you need to be able to move your center of mass up and down, like get out on the floor, get back up, jump. Um, you need to be able to balance well and you need to be able to walk well. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you, you can manage that and you can keep that going, then you're probably gonna stay pretty happy and healthy and, and exactly, yeah. reduce the amount of injuries. And it's all about maintaining that independence as we age as well because we want to be able to do all the things that we used to be able to do yep. well yep. and maintain that independence and that, um, yeah, I think that's excellent to do. Definitely. So there was a statistic that currently in Australia, 85% of people aged 65 years or older have either one or multiple chronic conditions. So that's the majority of people have a chronic condition that they have to manage in their day-to-day life. So with that comes a lot of separate things. We have heart issues, we have bone and joint um, issues going on there. So my role as an exercise physiologist will be to sort of manage those conditions, create a plan we can do, work around that to help um, target your exercise in a way that helps your condition as well as your you as an individual as well. Mm. So with things like Um, cardiovascular risk factors, we have um, high blood pressure and things like that. Exercise is great for managing that sort of condition. Um, We also have osteoporosis, so as we talked about that, bone loading and um, helping create nice healthy joints through that with osteoarthritis and rheumatoid arthritis and things like that. Um, Sarcopenia is also uh, another thing that occurs, so that's the decline in muscle mass as we age. So obviously we want to be able to maintain that and build upon that, which we can do with exercise. And so being able to build that helps with our functional ability and being able to maintain our independence and doing all the things that we do in day-to-day life. Do you find with like the the blood pressures and the osteopenias and that sort of thing, people 
sort of get into a mindset that they need to be really careful with those sort of conditions and so almost avoid exercise a little bit? Yeah, sometimes there is that sort of fear that, oh, I have this condition, maybe I shouldn't be doing anything that yeah. raises my heart rate or yeah. that could affect it. But in actual fact, a lot of the times, that's what we need to do to help those sort of conditions. Yeah, because I, I probably see that from like the physio side of things, mm -hmm. particularly the osteopenia. Yeah. You know, somebody comes in, they're like, oh, I've broken this before, so I can't. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like my mind goes back to exactly what you just said. And it's like, well, you probably should because yeah. That's why it's happening. Like exactly. you're not doing it. Yeah. So if we do it, it might get better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's yeah where it comes in to training at a level that's appropriate for yourself, and then we progress from there. Yeah. And work towards all sorts of things that we can do. Mm. So the sky's the limit, really. Yeah. Yeah, and then you know with with sort of more chronic conditions and that sort of thing as well. Obviously, another really big thing with aging is cognitive decline mm -hmm. um, you know we, we see it a lot and yes there's the Alzheimer's the dementia and that sort of thing which I think is a little bit separate to a lot of the a lot of the things that we might be talking about in terms of exercise um, because you know that that sort of then brings in other considerations as well um, but for like a general healthy sort of population the exercise can be really super important for neuroplasticity and like your brain's ability to sort of bounce back and get better and, and that sort of thing. And I think there's a good amount of research coming out at the moment to say that exercise, particularly with multiple components to it. So like, you know, if you're doing a squat, you know, you're not just doing a squat, you're, you're doing some other task with your hands and you're mm -hmm. taking your mind off the actual stand up and down and, and concentrating on something else and, and spreading the mind over a number of things. Yeah, um, and, you know, I think doing things like that become really important as well because, you know, back on like the falls and that sort of thing, it's, it's a lot of like the brain isn't really aware of what else is going on mm -hmm. around it. So when you start training that sort of thing, you get that better and, um, you know, those sort of other sort of side benefits of less falls and, and that sort of thing. Exactly, because when you're training balance, you're focusing on, okay, I need to balance right now. But in your day-to-day, -day, you're not thinking constantly, okay, we need to work on balance as yeah. you're walking. Yeah, well, and that's it. Like, you know, if I think there's a big number or a big indicator of falling is that fear of falling. Mm -hmm. So if like, you know, I think there's an, the, uh, an old saying in sort of pilots flying is, don't look at the mountain because you'll probably fly into the mountain. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's the same with falls. You know, if you're thinking about falling, you're going to do something to make that happen eventually. Yeah. Um, whereas if you can get the mind off it and and not really have to think about it at all mm -hmm. and not have that worry, then you know you're less likely for that to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, so that's where that that cognitive sort of training in with exercise can be can be massive mm -hmm. um, to really sort of supplement, you know, your other sort of chronic conditions. And it also helps with your mood and depression, anxiety, all the sorts of things that come into play as well. So it's not just physical, yeah. it's mental as yeah, well. Absolutely. So then, yeah, with, with moving, obviously, pain is a big limiter mm -hmm. on people moving and not moving and, yeah, having a willingness to move. 
I see that a lot. And from the you know from a physio point of view, our main objective is to get people out of pain, mm-hmm. essentially, and coping with pain and um, how to manage it best and, and that sort of thing. And I think there's things that people don't really realise enough as you age there's changes in the body and and that sort of thing and um you know i had somebody come in the other day who had knee pain had hip pain um, was starting to develop back pain and that sort of thing and um you know scan the whole body and yes there's arthritis and that sort of thing naturally which at their age i think they were sort of 65 plus and you know like you're gonna have arthritis Mm -hmm. like that's just that's a part of life whether that is actually causing that pain or not, you know, hard to say. And so we dived in, dived in and had a look at each section and we sort of kept coming down the, the chain a little bit further, a little bit further, a little bit further, got to the feet and the feet were just like planks of wood, yeah. like wouldn't move, skin was tight, um, you know, really sort of not, not a lot of cushioning on the heels and, and that sort of thing. And, you know, we, we see that and we know that over age, your, your fat stores in certain areas become less, mm-hmm. um, particularly in the feet, you know, you, you do become more stiff, particularly in the feet. And a lot of that does come down to skin. Like, you know, how many, how many people do you know that are sort of 40 plus and starting to get cracked heels and, and that sort of thing. And mm-hmm. that, that side from my point of view um, and from a physio point of view, that, you know, that affects how that tightness in the skin affects how your feet move. And, you know, if your feet are tight, then there's there's less sort of cushioning to be absorbed. So then the knee then cops all of that impact. Exactly. And then the hip cops all of that impact. And, and then the, your back. And then the back, exactly. And then it's just a whole process. Yeah, and this snowball effect of why I don't want to exercise because my feet aren't moving. So when I go for a walk, it aggravates my knee, my hip, my back. And then mm-hmm. it's just that sort of ongoing chain of events. So we got their feet moving and, and we did all that and, and got their ankles sort of moving a bit better. And yeah, like the next session they come in and, and things are starting to feel a bit better. And you know, this person had other sort of chronic conditions as mm-hmm. well. And weight is a big one and, and we see that a lot, right? Of yeah, absolutely. Can't move enough to lose the weight, but needs to lose the weight because of you know, whether it's osteoarthritis in the knees or whatever it is, and offloading that weight's gonna help mm-hmm. a lot, you know, like, it's like one kilo of body weight is about four kilos of force through the knees sort of mm-hmm. things, you know. Losing five kilos can be huge for somebody, um, but getting that movement happening first is, is massive, and I think that's where we work really well together. Because yeah, like, I can sort of get a little couple of things moving, whether it's through some manipulations and that sort of thing, and then, you know, feed across to you guys for that for that exercise. Yeah, exactly. And then we would start with more smaller sort of movements and get the body moving and used to the movements that we're used to, like some sit to stands or something like that. Ease into it, and then we can eventually progress on from there and go yeah. into more functional movements, adding more weight, more load through certain things. Get that person moving. Get that person walking, and we can continue on their process through mm. there. Yeah. That's that's a big thing as well, right? If you if you get somebody moving, if they haven't moved in a certain period of time, like those structures that are important for controlling that movement and, and absorbing that movement, 
you know, they go from painful movement to non-painful movement, get really excited and overdo it. Exactly, yes. And then now there's another issue with it again. Yeah. So, yeah, like that, I think what you guys do with that, that gradual progression is super important and, um, yeah, it becomes crucial in, in building that exactly. longevity of movement and not just one big superhero moment of yeah. I went for a 5k run and now my knees are killing me again exactly and now we're back to square one with <laughs> yeah. the knee pain yeah 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 and then with training you, there's still that safety element exactly. right like you know we're saying do all these wonderful things and you know be brave and that sort of thing but there is still an underlying risk with exercise particularly if there's a chronic condition or mm -hmm. an underlying risk of injury and, and that sort of thing um i think you know from a, a physio point of view having a, a quick movement screen or, mm -hmm. or, or quick sort of functional assessment of what what movement's going to be good for you from like a, a structure and an injury point of view can be massive yes. um and I'm sure you guys are the same, right? Yeah, absolutely. We definitely want to get in and see what you can do, what you can't do, what are your limitations, where can we go from there and sort of get a bit of a guidance for you and yourself mm. and um, see where we can continue on with that sort of exercise. Yeah. But it's definitely important to come in and if you're having doubts or if you just want a bit more extra guidance to come and see someone professionally, even your GP to begin with and yeah. go from there. And yeah. I think that's also it as well, like the guidance is, you know, we don't always have to do the exercise. Like if you just want more information and, and want to exactly. learn a little bit more about, yeah. like I feel as though that's our role more than anything is just educate. Yeah, exactly. Just educate on what you have, how can we help you, what can exercise do for you. Mm. It's just a major part of our jobs, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, coming in, getting those quick screens or having those quick chats about what is safe and that sort of thing. But then, you know, with them, yes, it's safe, let's go for it. There's a lot of services out there now that do tailor towards sort of more older populations as well. Mm -hmm. And even something as simple as like your, your care plans through your doctor and get the subsidies and that sort of thing to get your, your five visits for your allied health. Exactly. That yeah. can be a great start and, and getting that ball rolling. Yeah, absolutely. Using those five sessions to get the most out of what you can education-wise and where yeah. you should go about your next progressions. And yeah. Yeah, going yeah. from there. Yeah. And then, you know, that, that I, I particularly try and, um, you know, guide people towards and exploring options outside of that as well once, you know, that, that process has begun. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, obviously we, we always try and advocate for activity and, and continuing that mm -hmm. and there's services for that as well you know like we, we do the classes and yeah. they're pretty cheap considering um, and you know they're great socials and all that sort of stuff and I feel as though there's a lot of places out there within people's sort of close vicinity that offer that yeah, um, absolutely. it is just a matter of, of you know asking those questions and, and finding who offers that yeah I mean at the end of the day I guess we're just here to help and if that's what you're looking for we're always available yeah yeah definitely so yeah if there is anything that you you want to talk about hit us up on the on the show socials yeah. you know, we're on Facebook we're on Instagram um, 
And if, if you're not under near them and somehow you've come across this, and <laughs> call us up or, or come in for a chat. Yeah. You know? I know we're both always super happy to talk to whoever. Absolutely. Always up for a good chat. Always. <laughs> always. Sometimes a little bit too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you.